0: Hey there, this is Joe Walsh and you're listening to the Get Out and Surf Podcast. This is episode 14 and this week I'm coming to you from Raglan, New Zealand. Raglan is a world-class left point break and not just one point break, but a series of left point breaks that go on and on and on and I'm bringing you a very special guest, surfboard shaper and local Raglan surfer, Ray Finley. Ray's been surfing these waves at Raglan for over 40 years, so he knows the lineup here better than just about anyone. If you've ever wanted to know what Raglan's all about, this is the episode for you. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. Hey, hey, this is Joe Walsh coming to you from Raglan, New Zealand, sitting here with local Raglan surfboard shaper, Ray Finley. Ray, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Um, I think I should probably start out by talking about where I'm at and how I got here. A couple days ago, there was quite a booming swell happening here at Raglan, and the waves uh, were a lot bigger than my board could handle. You know, I only flew over here with my 6.0, and after a couple sessions of, I don't know, I wanna say there was some double overhead sets coming in. There's a lot of water moving around out there.
1: It was a powerful swell.
0: Yeah, so I was looking. I was trying to figure out like uh, where I could get a bigger board. You know, a bigger wave board. Came, found your shaping. Uh, found your shop here. You started looking at your boards. We started hanging out and talking, and uh, you kind of clued me in on the fact that people show up from all over the world with their with their little short boards and they're completely undergunned. Is that pretty much the case here at Raglan? It's quite a common occurrence. Yeah. So. That's pretty much how it happened. Um, so I don't
1: know whether that's fashion or just people underestimate what they're going to get here or, or what?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I, I uh, first off, I didn't expect the waves to be quite as big. Uh, it was my first couple of sessions here in New Zealand, just got here. Yeah, I feel like maybe back in Costa Rica when the waves were that size, I'm still able to manage those waves on my shorter board. And it kind of seems like here at Raglan... I don't know if there's more water moving around. Uh, definitely on the higher tide, it felt like there was a lot of there was a lot of water. Uh, the waves had a lot of power. I felt like I was having to basically wait until it was pretty top to bottom to to drop in. So yeah,
1: it's a different kettle of fish here. You know, it's it's not really hollow waves, although they can be hollow, but they're kind of slopey up the bottom of the wave and really flicky lippy on the top. So it makes them that kind of move relatively fast and they'd like the swell like you know, like the other day, it was kind of like a 16, 17-second period. You know, it's quite powerful.
0: Yeah, I felt pretty lucky to show up when I did and uh, and, and witness Raglan in all her glory. Mm. So
1: it's, as, you know, it's not as good as it gets, but it's pretty bloody good.
0: Yeah. So let's back up <laughs> a moment here. Let's tell the world who Ray Finley is. Ray Finley, surfboard shaper and glasser and everything as far uh, as making everything. surfboards. These days, everything. All right, so let's start at the beginning. Ray... Where are you from?
1: I'm from New Zealand. I'm not born in Raglan, but I've lived here most of my life.
0: And how long have you been surfing? When did you start?
1: Oh man, I have been surfing. Well, I'm 55 now. So, you know, early teens, I guess. Wasn't really young or anything.
0: Did you start here in Raglan?
1: No, you know, like most of us, we couldn't learned to go on the East Coast because it's much more gentle. So when you're learning, you go over there and, you know, catch whitewashers and stuff, and you graduate to the west because it's a lot bigger and powerful, you know, and it's pretty intimidating when you're a little fella.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and it was rough back then too, you know. Not like today, you know, it was, it was a rough
0: town. How do you mean?
1: You know, it was, you know, people, you know, no respect. In the
0: you're lineup. you're an
1: outsider, you know, you got told so and so on, you know, and it was very
0: rough. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, I mean, I have so many questions. So what you're saying is when you first came and started surfing Raglan, when was this? Uh,
1: late 70s.
0: Okay, so in the late 70s, the lineup was a pretty tough scene.
1: Yeah, the town was.
0: The town, okay. The town was.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it was fine, but, you
0: know. It was a more local vibe for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Farmers, you know, rednecks and surfers were, you know, such a minority, especially in you know, it wasn't many surfers around or anything.
0: So if you were an, a Kiwi from another part of New Zealand and you showed up in Raglan, all the, local, uh, all the locals uh, here you knew it. You stuck out
1: pretty big. And if you're a foreign visitor, you stuck out even more. But, uh, you know, it wasn't like it was bad. But mainly we just had problems with Aucklanders. We used to call them walkwhackers, you know, just because they're all from the big city. Sure. Auckland, you know, it's like small town. All the people come from the big city and you... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> was, you know, it's just small town, small town stuff, you know, but no big deal. You know, like in any place, you know, you, get, you have a few instances, and it certainly was worse in the 70s. You know, localism pretty much everywhere was more of a thing than it is these days.
0: So you came to Raglan. You started serving here in the 70s. Um, I came in your shop because you're the, one of the uh, top local shapers here. I was told to come your way, and I did, and I'm glad I did. And I'm looking around here. You got a couple awesome dogs chilling on the floor, a bunch of beautiful boards on the wall. You got your shaping bay in the back there. And uh, how long have you been shaping boards?
1: Uh, about 33, 34 years now. How hmm.
0: did how'd you get into that?
1: Well, I was a panel beater when I left school, and then uh, this guy out here was making my boards for me, and then he asked me if I'd wanted to sand some boards so I started sanding some boards for him and we actually were doing it in the basement of the a-frame house which is across the road from where you're staying out of whale bay
0: oh really yeah
1: where charlie and erin live now that run this raglan surf school across the laneway right in there we used to do them in the basement there and you step out the door and look out at indicators and uh, it's good enough oh, no no going do a bit more sanding <laughs> yeah and so on you know that was the that was the, how it was back then
0: beautiful um I did, well, first off, you were a panel beater. Does that mean that you worked on, like, body work on cars? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're a craftsman. That's, that's
1: how well, I went on leave school, yeah.
0: All right. So you uh, you had a history of uh, being a craftsman. You got into shaping boards. And from what I understand, you spent a lot of time in Australia.
1: I, I did, yeah. Well, you know, I was making boards here with the country line surfboards in Raglan. And then I got a call and wanted to go over to the Wangamata and sand some boards and do some stuff with Bob Davies in Wangamata. And Bob Davies is an Australian guy. He was one of the first guys to come to New Zealand surfing. And he's a real pioneer. And he taught guys to shape like Alan Byrne and Rodney Dahlberg and all sorts of name shapers in Australia. They've all gone through him. And back in those days, McTavish and Rooster and all sorts of guys had come over to New Zealand and shape boards back then with Bob. So I went and worked with Bob, and then he hooked me up to go and work with Alan Byrne in Australia. But before then, I'd already been back to to Australia a few times doing work for other people, like and surfboards in Victoria and so on. But anyway, so I went and worked with Alan Byrne and burning spears and hot stuff surfboards on the Gold Coast, and I stayed there for quite a few years and learned a hell of a lot.
0: And uh, at this time, Shaping surfboards in New Zealand was kind of fairly new, you'd say.
1: No, it was quite a long history of shaping in New Zealand then, still, but it's, uh, it wasn't as mainstream thing to do.
0: Right. Yeah. Maybe uh, more surfers in Australia, more job shaping and oh, glassing think, everything.
1: Yeah, everything. A lot of a lot of Kiwis go over there to you know and do it. They learn a little bit of stuff here, and then they go to Australia. Sure. There's more opportunities, more works, and there's more even you know. Okay. That's the opportunity, really.
0: Um, yeah. So you you uh, end up shaping for uh, Burning Spear boards. Allen burning Bur-
1: Spears. Yep. Gold Coast, and we under the same roof was Hot Stuff surfboards. Okay. Early. I don't know if you're familiar with Hot Stuff, are you?
0: Well, I'm familiar with that Hot Stuff board that I saw the other day sitting on your rack well, over there. That are you thing
1: familiar that... with the movie um, when Storm Riders came out in Kong's Island?
0: Yeah, okay. Gary there you Kong Alcaton, There, you, there you, go. you Okay, there you go. Daryl
1: Parkinson, I used to make boards for Daryl and Rabbit a couple of or twice.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, that single fin over there looks pretty sweet. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, When I picked it up, you said it wasn't for sale, which I don't blame <laughs> you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beautiful board.
1: Some boards are keepers.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel the same way. Yeah, so let's talk about your shaping a little bit because I look at these boards, and we're talking about this wave here at Raglan, and these waves do have a bit of power. This isn't your, like, tiny, like, short board wave. This is a little more of, like, a step-up board wave. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... Not that you can't ride short boards, but, you know, because there's plenty of days.
0: Sure, like, yeah, I mean, I yesterday had a had a blast on my 6.0, but a couple of days ago when that swell was really mm-hmm. was really filled in and, and uh, going strong, I I needed at least four or six more inches on my board.
1: Yeah, you can get away with riding just about any kind of board here, really. Just like anywhere you know, you got to choose the right equipment for what's required.
0: Sure. So what in your mind, what makes a good uh, raglan surfboard? What elements of a surfboard perform the best here in this wave?
1: Well oh, man, everything works here. I mean, we got it all in terms of point breaks. We got the three main point breaks and they all have different characters. Characteristics of each wave is different. So, you know, from like from Marnie Bay you can ride anything, from low boards to freaking real like to guns if it's like a swell like the other day when you've got low tide and ledging. Yeah. Whereas you know, Whale Bay's a little slower, and in indicators, most definitely fast and long. Mm-hmm. And that's you out there. You definitely want more of a proper surfboard, dinner, hipster stick, or a longboard or anything. You know, there's no longboards out there.
0: <laughs> a hipster stick, <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> um, you're into channels.
1: Yeah, I make a lot of channels.
0: Yeah, I want to know about that's that. That's the
1: legacy of Bernie Spears and Alan Burn, especially. You know,
0: you know. Speaking of Alan Byrne, I think that Robert August, Bruce Brown, Mike Henson, when they shot the original Endless Summer, they came to New Zealand back in the early 60s. So, 63, <clears throat> 64. I think they, they definitely hooked up was with Ellen. Alan...
1: was 63
0: or 64? Yeah, because I think that it released in 65 and yeah, into 66. Yeah. So, they shot it a year, year and a half before. Um, but Ellen Byrne was either... Maybe he had a cameo shot there, surfing Raglan with the boys, or at yeah. least I know they hooked up. Maybe. Yeah.
1: He's he, he was the man. Yeah. From when he was a kid, he's the guy. Look on there, on there, on the wall the, all those things are Alan Byrne from yeah, the ads I, ads and shit. From.
0: Yeah. The story I heard, he'd only been surfing a year when uh, when the Endless Summer crew came through. Oh really? Yeah, and he was still the man even after a year surfing. I don't like know he,
1: how they hooked that up, eh?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I, well, apparently back in the no, uh, him's in there or nothing. <laughs> well back then there was hardly any surfers anywhere i think uh when yeah. they went to south africa the only reason they went there is because those boys were buying uh supplies from california like blanks and yeah. everything and so you know it's
1: it was a small circle of people i guess Yeah,
0: i, I think it still is if you surf i feel like yeah. i feel like you can almost go anywhere in the world uh as a surfer and meet another surfer and you're probably only separated by one or two degrees
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it's true right yeah I mean, a lot
1: of, I meet a lot of people I don't know, and they know someone I know I know. through someone else or something. It's especially it's when bizarre. you
0: bizarre. Well, when you <laughs> you know, we all have the same thing on our minds. I think that's yeah. what happens. I you know, I've, I I uh, I grew up hearing about Raglan. You know, it was obviously it was in the endless summer, so I spent a lot of time hanging out with Robert August. Um, so I had to come and check Raglan out. That's why I'm here. But I wouldn't be surprised to run into people that I know that all mm. are thinking the same thing. You yeah. know, it's a it's a world famous spot, and rightfully so. It's an amazing wave. Um, so yeah, getting back to the wave. Well, actually getting back to channels, because I want to hear your your I want to hear your thoughts on channels on a board while we're talking about shaping. And because uh, um, everything I've read about and from what I see, you you and with Burning Spears, channels are built into the DNA of the brand. Yeah. What 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 are your What are your thoughts on channels? How do they help a surfboard perform?
1: Well, you know, they're good in good, really good ways. Well, the channel bottoms that we do, and that Alan Byrne does. You know, he's a real, a real good wave surfboard making guy, and good surfers. He doesn't make, you know, doesn't make alternative boards or small wave boards or knee boards or any other thing. It's just Boards for barrels, boards for proper waves, boards for real surfers, you know. But my deal's a little different from him because, you know, I'm not him. And the thing demographic's different here than it is on the Gold Coast, where he was based most of his life, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the waves of Kerr and Burley and stuff. In a way. But, um, you know, they go good in really good waves. That's all you know, you apply pressure through turns and you just get that squirt out the tail. And it's a feeling, man. And the guys that get channel bottoms always get channel bottoms. They keep coming back and getting channel bottoms. Right. You know, I don't know what that tells you, but...
0: On a very clean wave?
1: Yeah. Well, cleaner the better, but, you know, I mean, they work fine when it's not so clean, but, you know, if it's clean water running through them, freaking awesome.
0: Yeah. 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 See,
1: so, you know, like lined up point breaks or reefs or some such thing, you know? hmm
0: I also noticed that you do a lot of bonzers, and you guys call them bonzers here.
1: Yeah, I do Bonzes. I, make, I like riding them, you know. I don't make them. Mainly, I just make them for myself.
0: Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and they're any not... odd
1: person will get one too, but it's pretty rare.
0: Yeah. I heard you uh, You export a lot of those to Japan.
1: Yeah, I have a couple of Japanese guys that like them, yeah. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I never Which got... It surprises
1: me. I make more for them than <laughs> anyone in New Zealand. Yeah. That's Which is a... not a lot of them anyway, but, but I like them.
0: Yeah, well, that's definitely a niche. Yeah. I mean, I think that's uh, that's probably a good theory or uh, a a good working principle is to do what you like, make what you like, yeah. and then uh, uh, and then perfect that craft. And then those that
1: you know, well, luckily, I kind of like quite a lot of things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I hear you there. Um, all right, so you showed up in Raglan in the '70s. You've been surfing here for I guess about 40 years. Then
1: yeah, 40. Yeah, 40 something.
0: Yeah, so you you definitely know the waves here. You definitely got the lineup figured out. Um, You know, I just got here a few days ago. Well, yeah, about a week ago. And I've had a chance to surf Manu Bay, Whale Bay. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah.
1: So you tried them all.
0: Indicators? Indies? Yeah, not all of them, though. Uh, But I want to get your two cents worth on all these spots because uh, you obviously know them much better than I do. So... Let's start with uh, let's start with Manube, the point.
1: Okay. I first think, point.
0: I think that, that, that's probably like the the most famous of the waves.
1: Well, it's the one you see. It's, it's the, first the, one, the first one you see. Big, car park. The big car park. It's got the car park. It's got the got the toilets. Yeah. You know, and then you just park in your car right in front of it and just jump straight in.
0: Yeah, I mean before I came nice here, it's
1: and easy, and that's that's a good wave. It's a good fun wave.
0: Yeah, before I came here, I was on Google Earth. And, uh, you know, zoomed into the street view. You could see the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. You can see the wave. You know, I'm on YouTube checking it out. But it's one thing to be on the Internet, another yeah. thing entirely to actually show up. And, you know, the day I came in, it was rainy. <laughs> it was windy on shore. There was, like, not a wave at all out there. A bunch of rocks, gray and gloomy. Wilson Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I was like, okay, all right. But then the next morning I woke up at daybreak. I mean, I could hear it. Uh, the night before, I could hear it during the night. The swell coming yeah, the in, swell could, oh, just booming, yeah. coming in. And so I was up. It, it doesn't get light here. I don't know if it's the time of year or what, but it doesn't yeah. get light here till seven fifteen, seven twenty in the morning.
1: O'clock now, but you know, in the summertime, we get up and surf at five o'clock in the morning. Okay,
0: all right, that makes sense because yeah. our, our obviously you're in the southern hemisphere, so our yeah. seasons are opposite. So,
1: you know, it's daylight saving too. So this weekend, daylight saving in. So. On Monday or Sunday, you'll be, be able to surf an hour earlier.
0: Oh, okay. So it'll go back to that's good. I wouldn't I wouldn't have known that. So daylight savings here is is that the same in the states or in Costa Rica? I, I think it might be yeah. different.
1: Well, we have a we got daylight saving, but
0: it's yeah. an
1: hour difference. So the hour difference ends on Sunday or Saturday night.
0: So All right. Well, an
1: hour earlier in the morning anyway. After then.
0: Okay. So. Yeah, I guess in Southern California where I grew up, it definitely, uh, you have the same thing in the winter months. It just feels weird because for me, winter is like, you know, December, January, Christmas time. Yeah, Here, right. it's the exact opposite. So we're in the fall right now. I mean, it's early April, but mm-hmm. we're in autumn. It's still
1: nice and warm.
0: It is. It's great. It's
1: really
0: warm. All right. So I got up. It was 7 a.m., 6.30. I was waiting for it to get light. And uh, I got down to Manu Bay and It was booming. That first day of the swell, it was coming in like, I don't know, at least two it got feet. Bigger, that but
1: day it got bigger later.
0: It did, but it was still at least a couple feet, maybe even, I don't know. It was a few feet overhead on the sets coming in. I paddled out, and it was a little bit of uh, of weird wind, and uh yeah,
1: the weirdness from the wind the day before, because it was northwest, so that made a kind of a different direction chop across of it.
0: So it was wobbly. It, it was chunks. And is that pretty uh, pretty much the case whenever a swell hits raglan the first day is usually like the organized? D- no, the-
1: because it was northwest, which, which is the devil wind. So you got this kind of a chop, leftover chop thing coming from the wrong direction. Okay. Going across the swell.
0: Yeah, but normally. A funny
1: angle. So it makes kind of like a peaking throwing bit and then a fat bit and then a peaking throwing bit and a fat bit as it crosses across different bits of chop and stuff.
0: But that was just the first day. And since then, though, the wind's been blowing pretty much uh, like offshore or out of like, I want to say, was that like the southeast? Yeah, southeast and northeast. And that's that's your.
1: Don't knock that board over, (laughs) (laughs) Dooku.
0: Your dog's taking a big nap here by the door. Your dogs, they seem so. um, Well, when you see them on your porch, when you pull up, it's like you don't even want to get out of your car because you think they might bite (laughs) your leg off, but they're just big teddy bears.
1: They are big teddy bears. They're old. They're too old to do anything (laughs) anymore. What kind of dogs are these? Labrador Steffis. Oh, all right. Are they are the they brothers? Me, he's got the red eyes. He looks like he's a smoker.
0: <laughs> yeah, or he that he's just been sur- he's been surfing all day. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> <true>. <laughs> that's the problem I get. Yeah. Um. Right. So the the first point there, Manube. It's the first wave you see when you drive out to Raglan. Mm. The big car park. You can park right up and check out the wave. It almost feels like that's the spot that everyone. Uh, Sees first and everyone paddles out. At. It's probably the most crowded.
1: It's the most crowded.
0: And it's also probably, like, the inside's pretty soft. You can paddle out from the boat ramp. You don't have to yeah, walk out on the rocks.
1: you can go around if you don't like to go to the rocks or you're challenged by rocks. Mm-hmm. But the smooth, round rocks, they're not sharp ones. No, they're so not. They're not a problem, really, but, you know, some people are challenged by that.
0: Yeah, well, it's intimidating to look at, and then you get out there on them and you realize that uh, all that the plants grown out there, they're pretty soft. They're actually... Mm. You know, there's no urchins, yeah, there's, no there's urchins not, no. you, you know.
1: Well, yeah, there is here and there, but not really.
0: Yeah, I, I do have maybe 30 cuts on my feet, but uh, that's, just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, maybe only 20.
1: If you're walking out there at low tide, you might stand on an urchin, but not high tide.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, that was a fun wave. And even though the wind was a little sideways, it yeah. uh, it was no, still-
1: It's got two completely different characters. I Bay, the first point, depending on the tide. From high tide, it's been just very friendly and nice and just running around the point beautifully, you know, but depending on the size of the swell too, of course. But then you get to middle tide and it's quite zippy, it's been, depending on the size of the swell also, though. Know, mm-hmm. and then it gets really zippy at middle tide and low tide, it just turns into a, thumping barrel at the back it's just a really shallow ledge we call the ledge,
0: yeah. ledge yeah yeah you show me that photo yeah uh, yeah it's, it's uh, that's,
1: uh gnarly man and if that's where the fucking hell man will get the fucking hell tubes. excuse me
0: yeah yeah no so i mean that's a that's a proper that's a proper barrel right there
1: uh, yeah, and, or real thumping
0: with that swell coming in uh i saw a you guys jumping off the rocks there uh, to get out to the lineup like right there at the beginning kind of where boneyards yeah. kind of ends at the start of the ledge And uh, is it true that a couple people have died to uh, jump off this rocks? Yeah,
1: at the back of the point there is a kind of big rock with a kind of a small cliff face you can jump straight in to the water off and paddle over to it Which we call the jump rock for obvious reasons And um, it can be quite challenging there, quite scary at times, but it's an easy entry Otherwise, if you can get over the fear and uh, but yeah, some people, a lot of people have got hurt there, broken ribs and all sorts of things, and some people have died. My friend of mine died there.
0: I'm sorry to hear that.
1: Yeah, and that was a pretty, pretty bad situation. You know? But yeah.
0: Yeah, it looked pretty intense. I didn't. I chose to uh, walk out on the rocks, and yeah, uh, which was, was which was pretty easy.
1: Yeah, and it's easy on the jump rock too, but depends on the size as well and stuff again and tide and stuff. Also, you know, and, and it can be quite intimidating.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you can walk up those rocks or you can go around that little boat ramp yeah, and uh that's easy way. Yeah.
1: It's a long way, but it's easy mate.
0: So that's like the, the first of the three points. Or I mean, would you say there's three points at Raglan? Three, three main ones. There's a couple other little bits, but yeah. Alright, so, is... <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> right, so Manu Bay is Right. All right, so Manu Bay's the first. And then uh you go out a little bit further and you got Whale Bay. Whale
1: well, Bay with a bunch of houses are,
0: yeah. Yeah, and that's uh that's where I'm staying. And uh that's a super fun wave. I've had a mm. I had a I had probably my best sessions there. Yeah. Only because maybe I've been looking at it the most throughout the week maybe. and surfing there the most. So I've gotten to know it the best, but you know, also tons of rocks uh and yeah. the to get out there, but There's a uh,
1: big rock right in the middle, there called Chuck Rock cuz it chucks you on it if you're not careful.
0: Yeah, so unlike Manu Bay, which you can surf on all tides, uh once you get to high tide at Whale Bay, it seems but, like you get right up on this rock. Yeah, it's almost it
1: stops kind of depending on the size of well too, but generally speaking it's a a middle to low tide wave. Or you can surf the very inside part after Chuck Rock on a higher tide. You can mm-hmm. sense of people sitting right next to that rock and taking off. Yeah, It's a bit of a novelty wave more than anything really, but it can be quite good. But generally, it's a middle to low tide.
0: Yeah, so tide I was finding that I would, there's a little path there that you can yeah. kind of go along and if you keep going, uh, yep. I guess like going south, you go uh,
1: south and you walk around, the rocks turn to curves, is yeah. What you're talking.
0: Yeah, and you yeah. can paddle out that little, that tiny little bay right there yeah, and yeah, kind of hang around. right.
1: Yeah, like a little keyhole with the round boulders in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the entry and exit point. That's the easiest place to get in and out.
0: All right, yeah, so I found when that. If
1: you're coming in anywhere else, you're probably going to get worked. If you're coming <laughs> in there, you're sweet.
0: <laughs> I did both. I, I, I had some clean entry and exits, and I did get a little worked a few times, but not too bad. I mean, you know, just few little cuts and bruises, nothing too bad. It was definitely worth it. It's I mean, inevitable, the, man. Rocks. For sure. And with the size of the swell that was coming in, I mean, there's a lot of water moving around out yeah. there. You can, you know, mistime it a little bit and just get yeah, pushed into get it. Yeah,
1: work, man. I've got a board I'm fixing for a guy there. He got smashed just on those rocks right next to the keyhole on that very swell. Just yeah. That other morning. <laughs> and it's mangled. Actually, I've got a board in the roof there. I should get out and show you. My friend at outside indicators, and he snapped his leg rope, which happens. And this bull got washed up on the rocks, and it's so annihilated. I keep it just for showing people how annihilated your bull is. Oh, not be. even, not even worth allegra, fixing. Not in the least. <laughs> you wouldn't ever even think of it. It was just so smashed.
0: Yeah, before I came here, I kind of had this vision. Maybe because it was watching the endless summer that Raglan was like this mellow longboard wave, and then I come out here, and it is totally not the case. Nah. I mean, it's I mean, a it
1: can't be. You might it. you just,
0: yeah, yeah, okay, you're right. Not. But I mean, I, and I know we just had a booming swell, but I mean, indicators or indies, as as it's called by the locals here, that is like the classic
1: point mm-hmm. break
0: that you see in all the postcards and all the photos, and that's out past yeah. Whale Bay, It kind of. I guess there's, what, an outside and an inside? And
1: outside and indicators proper and in the valley section where it breaks across that lagoon mm-hmm. that fills up with water.
0: Yeah, that's very zippy across there. Yeah, and there's a couple sections where the uh, maybe it'll section out or maybe you can then just get a proper barrel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was out there yesterday as, a t- as the swell had dropped a bit and uh, it, it comes up on those rocks pretty close too.
1: Yeah, it can do, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe I was taking off a little too deep. I don't know, but uh, I did. You know, I wouldn't say it was like uh, super gnarly, but you definitely have to be wary. Yeah. 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 You've been surfing here your whole life. I'm a, uh, I just, <laughs> <It's good to laughs> I got to be super you. wary. <laughs> well, it's also, are you regular foot or goofy foot? I'm a
1: natural footer.
0: Okay. So Dang you, it. <laughs> <laughs> see, if I had been living here for 40 years, I'd probably be figuring out how to surf switch dance That's kind of been my yeah, goal. I
1: tried, but geez, it was hard.
0: Yeah, it is hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So Manu Bay, Whale Bay, indicators, that's kind of the lineup. Has it ever, does it ever connect from indicators all the way through Whale Bay all the way to Manu Bay?
1: I've ridden from outsides to Whale Bay quite a lot of times. You can do that, I mean, it's not that common, but it you know, especially on those bigger swells like you just saw, Mm -hmm. easy on those kind of swells.
0: Yeah, it seems like
1: to go further than Whale Bay is pretty uncommon. It has to be a very big swell and generally a really wide swell for to be able to go further. I've seen my friend get all the way to Boneyards, which is like this little section just before Marnie Bay, Mm -hmm. which is a long way, but that's really uncommon. But there's no way they link up all the way to Marnie Bay. No. No. That's a myth.
0: And how, like, how far, uh, how long of a a wave is that? I mean, I I kind of, I'm losing perspective because the coast keeps bending, but I feel.
1: I think if you got away from the outsides to the keyhole, I think it's in about an 800 meters. I think that's that length. I think.
0: Yeah, and that's not even the whale base. So that's just yes, that's, that, that's just indicators.
1: Yeah, that's just to the keyhole, which is the length of indicators from outside to the keyhole.
0: Yeah, 800 meter wave. That's, that's that's
1: approximately 800 meters.
0: Yeah, and that's not well, a.
1: That's going fast, and you're top, and after that.
0: Oh, for sure, legs are burning.
1: Yeah, you're tired. <laughs>
0: Is it, uh, and I've seen a few boats, jet skis, that are motoring out past indicators, uh, and I know that the road goes all the way around the headland there, but probably uh, the yeah, access is kind of hard.
1: some other, there's some, you know, a couple of bits around there, but you can't drive to anything. Sure. There's just cliffs. You can walk in, but there's a bit of cliff scaling. It's a very difficult access, but yeah, boats with jet skis, is a couple of more waves around the coast.
0: Yeah, and I noticed that outer. It's bigger and
1: thicker than the points, because it gets bigger as you go around, because it, it's getting more exposed.
0: Sure. Yeah, so Raglan, when you're sitting there looking at the waves, you're actually facing land. It seems kind of, like...
1: You know, it's a big headland. You know, the swells come all the way around to Raglan. If you look on the map, you know, it's kind of around in there. Marnie Bay is right in the yeah. bottom corner before the coast starts bending back out again.
0: Yeah, it seems like uh, maybe... So, that,
1: you know, the swells line up as they bend around that big headland and they become quite nice swells, you know. They clean up. Even onshore shitty swells can be quite good. Handles onshores very well, Raglan.
0: Yeah, um, and I see that outer, uh, the bar, that outer wave that's breaking there. It looks like... Uh,
1: yeah, that's the jewel.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's really hard to get to.
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's really accessible. You know, it's like a 40-minute paddle. So, it's, you know, it's not a long way, but when you're out there, it's a long way. Sure. And it's a really long way from any markers. Unless someone's out there with you, or there's a boat anchored there to mark you off, you know, and triangulate to the land. It's Look. hard to find out where, figure yeah, out where it's to a line huge up. Huge playing field, and the sand's got to be lined up; otherwise, it's just a massive area.
0: Sure. But
1: spectacular waves. What's that? Spectacular
0: waves. I bet. Yeah, yeah I. I uh, someone told me that it was almost like a G land left.
1: Yeah, the left's like G It's just big, long concrete mixer. Right. I mm, the right can be like that too, but not so much, but the right gets pretty good. But we usually go right because, you know... Because you've been going left for... We go right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't blame you. I wouldn't mind a right, but uh, it's good to practice uh, the backside backside attack. And I've definitely had some of the best backside waves I've had in a long time this last mm-hmm. week, so that's been nice. Um, well, you'll get some more tomorrow. Yeah, is it supposed to pick up again? No. I mean... Well, I, don't tell anyone. Okay, all right, you know... <laughs>
1: That's the joke around here, man. Don't tell anyone.
0: Yeah. well, he already knows. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, and I haven't yet checked it out, uh, if you go around the headland, uh, man, I'm probably going to say really this wrong. Roopuki.
1: Yeah, was, I was, was going to. talking
0: about no, no. that, it's,
1: well, it's like a back beach.
0: Yeah. If you like. Yeah, that's that's completely yes, exposed. It's
1: complete exposure to any, any swell.
0: So, like, the points aren't working. Yeah. There's, like, no surf in Raglan. You drive half hour on this dirt road, yeah. and you're just out there. And there's
1: a camping ground around there, too. Yeah, that's what I heard. There's no shops in it. There's nothing there.
0: There's a the camping ground. The the less the better, really, right?
1: Yeah, it's nice to have a camping ground there.
0: It's nice. Sure. All right. So, it's not like there's only these left point breaks in Raglan. You actually have... Roapuke at Roapuke? Roapuke, or Ruas, we call it Ruas. Okay, so you got Ruas. I mean, there's a the
1: main beach just here too, and that can be quite good too at times.
0: Yeah, let's, uh, uh, oh man, my Maori is not very good. <laughs> I've been it's working Maori on it. but Nui beach? Nui. okay. Yeah, just,
1: that, <laughs> let's just stick to the beach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I checked it today because the swell had dropped and there was quite a few people. That almost looks like a good spot if you're a beginner surfer.
1: Yeah, when it's small. the surf schools are down there, you know. Okay. Yeah, it's all sand bottom. It's kind of time the sand, because we got black sand on this coast, black iron sand, so the sand doesn't move very fast. So if there's a good bank, there's a really good bank for a long time. Oh, cool. And if there's no banks, there's no banks for a long time.
0: And all that sand's coming out of the, uh, out of the river out, of the river no, well, out there. the that's a harbor. It's not a river. A harbor.
1: But yeah, it's iron sand, so heavy sand. Mm-hmm. But we do get really good sandbanks when there's a good sandbank, like point reef freight kind of waves when there's a good sandbank.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful setup mm. from, from Nerg Nui mm. looking out to the points all the way out past That's indicators. Nice view. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Fishman is all on. And when the uh, bars on and everything's on. He's looking from left to right and there's waves everywhere.
0: Yeah, I felt pretty blessed. Like, I, you know, before I came, I did a little bit of homework and. Everything and everyone I talked to was saying April was a pretty solid month to hit Raglan yeah. uh, and get some waves. What do you think about that? What would you say yeah, well, would be the? W- yeah. When's yeah. when's the best time to surf here?
1: Well, you know, autumn most definitely. You know, because of settled weather, water still warm, got you know calm winds. Yeah. Like swells irregular. Well, we've had good swells all summer right through and then we've paid Probably one good swell, if not two good swells, every week since Christmas. Oh wow! Yeah, and there's been a couple of times where it's gone flat, but that's fairly unusual.
0: So when you say autumn, yeah. you're saying like April and May. Yeah.
1: yeah. March. Any of those months: January, February, March, April, May. Oh wow! June.
0: But summer here would be December, January, February. Yeah. Okay, so I'm a little screwed up because the seasons yeah, are totally opposite. No. But yeah. okay. And yeah, I was surprised with how warm the water is right now. I brought my 3-2, I brought my 4-3, I brought my booties, and you I could have been... You
1: if you want but people wear wetsuits because you get really burned here because of the ozone layer and that. Mm. You get fried here, man.
0: Yeah, the water is very comfortable. I feel yeah. like the air is colder in the morning than the water. I mean
1: the mornings now it is.
0: Yeah. It is now. But... but if you were to come in like your winter, how cold does it get?
1: Uh, the water temperatures in Raglan probably get the coldest gets would be about 12 degrees centigrade
0: okay so like a 4-3 yeah four
1: threes, booties, hood if you want on a windy day okay but you know 12 degrees it's not that cold either you know it's, it's colder further south
0: yeah but i think what's that maybe 55 56 I know, I degrees Fahrenheit. i don't know either but i'm pretty sure that especially coming from costa rica i'd be wearing my 4-3 and oh, my yeah, booties
1: yeah. <laughs> you know we, we get I get Hawaiians dropping in here in the winter, and I go, what are you doing here, man? And it's winter. (laughs) And I think, you know, bigger waves and stuff, I suppose, and and there is, but
0: Well, I think, you know, no matter where you're from and where you live, it's always nice to get out and see some other parts of the world. Yeah. And to… Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we get some great waves uh, in Costa Rica for sure. But, uh, and I've I've talked to quite a few… Uh, locals here that want to ask, they're asking me what the waves are like in Costa Rica. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, me wow. Too. Yeah, I know. You were talking about it the other day. And, uh, and, and it'd be great. You know, like uh, we've got a great left point break setup, mm-hmm. Pavones down south. But you probably don't want to go left. You probably want to go right. So
1: typically, uh, if I go somewhere, I'm not going to leave.
0: <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you like left point breaks, Raglan is the real deal. I'm like everywhere I look in your shop here, uh, just sick photos. Uh,
1: look at that one there.
0: Oh look a right.
1: That the right, that's the beach. This beach.
0: Really? And 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 that's really
1: that was really good bank.
0: And that's one person out.
1: Well actually, yeah, but that was the day before Christmas Day, five years ago. Four of us out smoking.
0: Yeah, it looks pretty nice.
1: Beautiful sandbank that was.
0: Yeah, this is uh definitely a world class setup and for good reason it's become such a uh, world famous wave i heard you say the other day and i've heard this from a couple of guys that sw- swell forecasting has led to more and more crowds which is very understandable mm-hmm. but is i feel like that's been going on for a while like at least yeah. in like southern california australia hawaii yeah. you know surfline's been blowing up most every spot there and giving like swell forecasts for you know 10 days in advance pretty accurate is that is that the same here in new zealand or is it a little more recent that you've had the uh Uh, accurate
1: no it's probably been going on for probably 10 years i would say would it be internet forecasting and all that and uh seven days out and unfortunately they're really accurate yeah there's an out for a bunch of marine scientists here and they got a site and they do new zealand and the pacific and indonesia and stuff forecasting and that's so accurate man which is cool but, you know, everyone else knows, so everyone's here. Yeah. You know, especially those internet forecasters swells. Nothing goes under the radar anymore, no sneaky ones. Even the sneaky ones are forecasted. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we're still lucky in Costa Rica. I feel like maybe uh, there aren't as many buoys or as much focus yeah. on uh, on that. So we'll get these northwest swells that'll sneak in. They don't even show up on the swell forecast, yeah. which is nice. Mm. But every major swell everyone knows. Yeah. Exactly, so I guess that just means. Um,
1: well, there's a place up north, and if you hit a shipwreck bay.
0: I have north of Auckland, very north Island, and of the North yeah, Island, yeah.
1: Very top kind of, and the swells have got to be really big, but they got to wrap of 180 degrees mm-hmm. to get to these breaks. So you know, it's like it's a big wrap. So you know it's easy to forecast because it, yeah, it's got to be a big swell with that wind as well. So consequently, everyone goes here when it's those conditions, you know. So. Those people that live there, they live there for that. And every time there's a swell, they just get swamped.
0: And they get all bitter. Yeah. Sure. It's a
1: shame. But it's yeah, it's epic, though.
0: It's the world we're living in, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I still think, though, uh, after having grown up surfing in Southern California, even on the crowded days out here, it isn't nearly as crowded as it gets in SoCal. No doubt. Yeah.
1: More Australia.
0: Yeah, for sure, huh? hmm Where everyone, including uh, all the <laughs> – everyone even – even your grandmother surfs in Australia, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Even politicians surf over there. Right? Well, those do say they do.
0: <laughs> so, um, outside of Raglan, outside of your hometown here, like, where are your favorite spots to go surf in New Zealand? Oh,
1: man. There's lots. I mean, there is. There's lots. Yeah. Lots of good spots. But New Zealand's got lots of nooks and crannies. Especially the eastern side. Yeah. So there's all these little misto spots that will only work on a certain swell direction so they consequently only might break three or four or five times a year or something like that. Yeah. But they're really good waves. But there's lots of little spots like that that are not real consistent, but they're really good when they're on. But it takes a lot of knowledge to know that, local knowledge.
0: Everybody keeps telling me to go check out Taranaki.
1: Yep, you see this wind pattern, this swell pattern we've got right now.
0: Pretty good down there. On
1: oh, fuck yeah. Yeah,
0: because I mean, you, excuse me, yeah. you- <laughs> It's all right. You <laughs> look at the map of, uh, of the North Island here, and you, that Taranaki, that I guess that's a peninsula in a sense. of like a big peninsula.
1: It's got the yeah. big mountain in the middle that looks like Mount Fuji. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you've got a coast yeah.
0: that faces from north to south. So basically, yeah. 180 degree swell window. Yeah, it's
1: very exposed to swells and winds. But yeah, and it's pretty much almost every road you drive to the coast has got a reef or a point at the end of it, just about someone to have got several waves at the end of them.
0: Yeah. So if I'm looking yeah. for that uh, that killer right point version of Raglan, am I gonna find it in Taranaki?
1: No. But there <laughs> is some nice rights down there, but there's nothing like Raglan.
0: Yeah. yeah. Raglan kind of stands alone as far as Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's some rights down to the South Island, there might be, you know, some comparison, you know, Kaikoura.
0: Yeah. We're getting a little bit colder water too though, yeah. Yeah. You showed me this postcard of a killer whale surfing a wave here at raglan which yeah. blew my mind yeah that blows a lot of people's minds man <laughs> is that a is that a common thing having orcas here in the lineup is uh, that uh... it's not
1: common but it, the orcas they seem to do laps of the, the country the pods of the orcas and uh-huh. they seem to come through here twice maybe three times a year they'll come by here and they'll go up the harbour and they'll chase the stingrays around and everyone gets excited and goes and looks at this the orcas, you know. But you know, sometimes they come through the waves and like that particular postcard, that was a Christmas day, would you believe? Wow. 1998 and
0: You said just, there you said there was three of them.
1: Yeah, there was three of them and that was at first we were out sitting out there and then we could just see this killer whale swimming towards us, riding this swell, straight towards us. It was just like, oh man, our hearts were beating and just like this thing coming straight at us. And it just swam straight away, riding the swell like a dolphin. It was like, woof, man, that was awesome. And then the next wave in the set, there was another one. And then there was a third one. I couldn't believe it. There was three of them riding the swell like a dolphin. And they just kept on going. Riding the same swell, and they just kept on going. One and after another. And whale bay. So they kept on going from indicators to whale bay, riding the very same wave, each of them. Wow. Yeah. Amazing, eh? Yeah. That's a good feeling, though, eh, after they're gone.
0: <laughs> I bet. Is there, um, yeah, what's, the, I mean, but that's kind of rare.
1: Yeah, that's rare, but I've been in the surf with them a few times now. Another time at Manu Bay in an evening, we could see a pod had arrived just wide of Manu Bay, and it was just one of those beautiful evenings, small two to three foot waves lapping around on on boards. Sun was sinking, so the white on the whales was just glowing, you know, was just bright. And they'd come into the boat ramp, right into the boat ramp. And there was a guy had would waited out trying to touch one of them's noses to staying out of reach. No way. And I'd just got out of the water, and we are just going, oh, man, see the killer whales are here. And then they're you know, swimming up the side of Manu Bay right behind my friend on his longboard. Right, looked like he was sniffing his toes. It was that close. Wow. And then um, and, they you know, swam around the crowd of people that were left in the water, and the crowd bunched up. All kind of not quite freaking out, not knowing what to do. And then they just swam, you know, non-aggressively, just around and around and around, slowly, slowly, slowly. And then we were all talking, man, you seen that documentary on TV where they swim around the fish and then one comes up the center and takes them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they didn't do that. And then they just swam away, you know, as calm as could be. And that that was pretty cool, but
0: yeah, it can get your heart pumping, though.
1: Yeah, you know, it's pretty exciting. It's a feel-good feeling to be around the sea animals, where it's dolphins or killer whales, away. You know, it feels good. I would get, I would get a feel-good feeling when they're around, anyway. Yeah, they're I'm not aggressive, it seems.
0: Yeah, unless you're a seal. Yeah. Unless you're a bloody seal, then they're... Yeah. Uh...
1: <laughs> That's how it seems. I don't know about elsewhere in the world, but yeah. It's still freaky, though.
0: What other sea life uh, do you have out here? Or I guess, like, what like what kind of hazards uh, is there in the lineup?
1: Oh, well, there's sharks out there. I mean, you don't see any, though. But there's sharks. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, no,
1: you don't uh, see them. I guess there's too much to eat.
0: Sure. I mean, it's I salt water. Mean you
1: get more worry about sharks on the east coast, but particularly the bottom around the bottom of the South Island, where it's colder, where they got a lot of great whites and stuff, and the real big ones.
0: On the South Island.
1: Yeah, around Dunedin and so on, Stewart Island and stuff. Yeah. And, but mind you, a guy got bitten by a shark surfing north of Auckland on their west coast. Was that a year ago? Was it? But he survived. But then, probably about five or six years ago, when the Malloy brothers were over here from California, and now up at Muriwai Beach, which was the west coast beach of Auckland, swimming and surfing, and a guy got taken by a shark and died. Yeah, and then they came down there and we we're talking about that, and they said they'd just got out of the water from swimming, and the guy got eaten when I was getting in.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. You know what kind of shark that was?
1: Nah, no, they'd sound quite right, but it could have been anything, you know.
0: shark was? Yeah. Well, I guess it but is the know, ocean. It's pretty rare. Yeah, basically. sure. So
1: we don't see sharks.
0: Yeah, I mean, a guy just got killed the other day in Brazil, struck by lightning. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, you could have no sharks yeah. in the ocean, and then you know, a rain cloud comes by, and boom. So.
1: Well, you could be surfing down the coast and get shot at with a shotgun. Oh really? Yeah, that happened last year.
0: Really? Yeah. By what? Maori land. Yeah. Okay, getting a little too close to uh, some private it was land.
1: Stupid. Those hunters, I think. But there's some, you know, some really good ways that are really inaccessible. That you go through Maori land, but you can't go through the Maori land anyway.
0: You got to ask permission.
1: Well, it's not going to happen because it's so inaccessible anyway. But there's some really good ways there, and they're very protective unless you're invited. Um, you know. Shit happens. Sure. But that was a silly thing that happened. That wasn't surfers. That was some stupid hunters. Pain stupid, I guess. So it got blown out of all proportion as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Keeps the numbers of people down.
0: (laughs) I guess you're right. (laughs) All right. So I got to ask you a beer question. Uh, Right now we're enjoying a uh, Raglan Brewing Company IPA. And uh, I've had a few of these since I've been in town. (laughs) I'll try to support the local breweries wherever I go. You're an alcoholic. Yeah, well, I mean, you can say that. I like to say it as a beer aficionado, but, uh, you know, you and my wife have other terms. Um, (laughs) But uh, what's your favorite New Zealand beer?
1: I like Monteith's. Monteith's. brand from the South Island. Okay. That's quite nice. I quite like that. But, you know, I like good beer. It doesn't matter what a beer
0: is. Uh, Look, I'm looking for recommendations. You're the local expert here, so I need to go get some. Which one? Try Moa. A Moa or Monteith's?
1: M-O-A, Moa. Okay. It's an extinct flightless bird from New Zealand. It was as big as an ostrich. Oh, okay. Extinct, and that's what it's named after, moa.
0: You got a couple. You got a few uh, famous birds here. There's also a Tui brand beer, right? That, yeah, uh, Tui, yeah. But uh, uh, that's I look not extinct that Tui. No, no, I, those. I just there was yeah, one on the a, tree in front of my my uh, house this morning. They make yeah. some great sounds. Yeah, you see the white pouch. Yeah, the little there, white though? feathers on their yeah, under their all neck all there.
1: Colorful feathers, the bluey, the yeah, blue kind of feathers.
0: Yeah, you've got the Tui, you've got mm. the Kiwi, you've got the
1: Yeah, you had to find a Kiwi, mate. I mean, really? They're there, but you'll never see one because they come out at night. Do you have do you have puffins here? No.
0: My kid swore he saw a puffin no. over the No, he's pulling my leg. Okay. <laughs> puffin. I, I I like birds. I'm a bird you get guy. Puffin books. Okay, so maybe <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a bird that looked like a puffin. Okay. Alright, so I gotta get a Monteiths. 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 And then i got to go down to Taranaki to yeah. find that right, which yeah. is called...
1: Oh, well, there's lots. Sting Road is the most famous one down there. It's called Steen Road because it's on Steen Road. Yeah. It's a good right, but there's some good rights and lifts down there.
0: Okay, and also... Uh,
1: Graveyards, rocky, lefts, obviously rocky.
0: Lefts. Yep. Yeah, well, the adventure is going to continue, but I'm super stoked to have stopped off in Raglan. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out and talk a little surf with me. That's cool, man. Um, Yeah, so for all the listeners listening to the podcast, if you do make it to Raglan, you got to come check out Ray Finley. He's located right at the entrance, the road that goes down to the Narangnui. Nui? -nui? Yeah, Nui. You know what? These Maori words... the (laughs) the beach. (laughs) The beach. The beach break that when there's hardly any swell seems to pick up some waves.
1: But that's on the way to the points anyway.
0: Yep. Yeah, you're going to drive right by your shop yeah, here. And, you know, you can get some killer boards. You can also rent boards. You can rent wetsuits. And if you get your board dinged up on the rocks, you bring it by here. And unless it's like that board on the rafters there, yeah. you can bring it back to life.
1: <laughs> we just bury it in the ground.
0: Or just bury it in the <laughs> ground. <laughs> well, Ray, thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Pura Vida. Thanks for listening to the Get Out and Surf podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Witch's Rock Surf Camp, located on the beach in beautiful Tamarindo, Costa Rica. A very special thank you to Ray Finley for being on the show. If you're in Raglan, make sure to stop by Ray's shop, located on the main road out to the beach, right in Raglan, You can also connect with him on Instagram at Raglan Ray. You can also find this podcast on Instagram at and Surf, or just send us an old-fashioned email at GetOutAndSurfCR at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show. You can do that on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you like the show, give us a review. Do it on iTunes. That'd be great. And that's it. We'll see you next Sunday with another episode of Get Out and Surf. Pura Vida y nos vemos.